0: Hey, welcome to Church Alive. Our mission is to reach, teach, and empower people to impact their generation for Christ. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the message. All right, how we doing Church Alive? You doing good? Come on, stand on your feet. Someone say attractive. Come on, turn to the person next to you and say you are very Attractive. Trying to mend some marriages, trying to help some people, trying to get some people dating. In the house of God come on somebody Um, I want to pray in a second and then we want to get into it so glad if you're new today God bless you we're just honored that you're here with us praying that you walked in one way and you're gonna leave that little bit better as you walk into tomorrow literally someone's gonna look at you and say wow you're even more attractive than you were last Friday so we're beginning a literally a two-week series in our church just attractive and then I'm very excited about our transform the weekend I want to encourage you on this own the whole weekend yeah. like own it like Friday night Saturday night Saturday morning Sunday and the reason that I say that is I promise you that my wife and I have been going to leadership type faith environments for about I don't know, 13, 14 years now. It's not the one weekend that changes you, it's the many you commit to. And if you want to be in a different place in six months, in one year, you've got to evaluate the environment that you're in and transform the weekend. I've been impacted so many times by uh, leadership conferences and so forth. This is our conference, so that our church, sorry, it's not even a conference because we don't want the pressure, but it's a weekend. It's a weekend, to bless your world, and, and we have some of the finest speakers, and just even Saturday morning, is gonna be very much about empowering you and seeing you uh, reach your potential. So I'm excited about it. And uh, I was a little embarrassed, men. I gotta be honest, a little embarrassed. There was a little more shouting for women's transform than men's transform. And so can men, can we give a shout for our men's transform? Can I, can I have some men to shout? That's right, that's right. Oh, 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 hey, 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 hey. Good. Come on, let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for every man, every woman, every family. Lord, those who even watch online. Father, I thank you for them today in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I need you. Your people need you. They need your grace. They need your touch. Lord Jesus, the giants need you this uh, winter in Jesus' name. And so we just pray. Heavenly Father, move by your Spirit. And a faithful, feel good-looking group good, of people said? Amen. Amen. Come on, grab your seat. Some of you are praying for the Cowboys. Some of you are praying for the Patriots. Some of you don't care. How many just don't care? Hey, a bunch of you. Good. Um, So I was in Australia actually this week, unfortunately... um, Not for the the reasons I wanted to be there, but actually um, it was a nice time. It was obviously sad for um, uh, a fair bit of it, but, you know, my family and I really focused on the good things and the the great things and the funny things, actually, that uh, my father was kind of known for. And so it was always a good time to get together with family and tell stories and share moments and... um, laugh with each other and even cry with each other and so forth, but I had the opportunity um, once really the the memorial service was over on Saturday night and we did some things Sunday as a family, I had the opportunity to go surfing on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Now I will say right off the bat, I'm not that good, okay? Um, My wife bought me a surfboard at 30 years old and really we had three kids, so when you've got three kids, how many times can you just say, hey babe, I'm going for a surf for like three or four hours? It just doesn't happen that much, and so anyway, when I go back to Australia, I try surf when I'm there. And I was in what is really known as the capital of surfing in Australia, Surfers Paradise, and then slightly down from that is a beach called Coolangatta Beach. I just want to show it to you on the screen. Yes, it is that pretty. It's really almost disgusting that it's that pretty, because as I was swimming in the water there, I was like, this doesn't remind me of the Jersey Shore as I'm swimming. And so I was a little bit discouraged, I've got to be honest. And uh, anyway, when we get to heaven, it'll be like that, I just want to let you know, it'll be like that and uh, we'll all have Australian accents, it'll be beautiful. (laughs) But there's something so attractive about a beautiful place, a beautiful coffee, a beautiful water and environment and I don't know if any of you have ever tried to surf, but there's something amazing and attractive about seeing a surfer like Rocket. You didn't start to surf. If you've ever surfed in here, you didn't start to surf because you saw someone caught in a rip and couldn't surf. You saw someone rock a wave and you literally go, that's attractive and I wanna do that. So I wanna show you just a quick video and just take a quick look. And uh, obviously that took about 20 years of training and practice, but everyone thinks they're gonna do it on the third time. You're not, I just wanna let you know, you're not. Surfing is one of the most humbling experiences you've ever done. Show the video guys. And they both have a front row seat, the Toledo show. Taking the high line, you see the wind up, the coil. As Toledo hunting the section, finds it, goes to the air. A oh oh massive <laughs> Okay, so you really when when four. when you started to surf, snowboard, ski, whatever you did, you saw it attractive. You you saw someone salsa dance, you're like, oh, I can do that. And you realized it wasn't that easy. You saw someone play the guitar one time and play the piano and sing and you thought just because you saw them sing you could sing and you can't sing. You're horrible. Tito reminds me regularly how bad I am at singing. I want to thank you Tito for being that encouraging voice in my life, for telling me I cannot do it. But he's right. (laughs) See, when you see a good surfer, you say, I want to do that. But what a good surfer actually does is he simply uses the energy that's there. And I want to say to you today that God will send waves to your life. You can't cultivate that wave. You can't stop that wave. But as a person of faith, you can learn to ride the wave of God in your life. You can take your gifts, your talents, your family, your business, your every part of your life, you can begin to surf the wave. And I wanna tell someone today that God has something attractive for you, that God wants to invite you into the water that's beautiful and precious and eternal, but He actually doesn't want you just to walk in some water. He wants you to surf the wave. And there is a wave coming to this church. There is a move coming to this church. There is a wave coming to your life, and you've got to get in position for it, in Jesus' name. You know, the reality is, And the truth is of Jesus was that Jesus was attractive. There was something so powerful, something so majestic, something so attractive about Jesus that wherever he would go, thousands of people would actually want to get around him. And I think if if you're a follower of Jesus, shouldn't there be something attractive about your life? Now, it doesn't mean everything's perfect. It doesn't mean everything's great. But if I'm going to follow Jesus, shouldn't there be something attractive about my life? Listen to what 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says this. It says this, But in your hearts, talking to Christians, he says, Revere Christ as Lord, and always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope. Someone say hope. hope. For the hope that you have. In other words, there's something so attractive about your attitude that literally someone wants to ask you, what is it about you? What is it about your family? What is it about your life? You literally have an attractive life so, someone is wondering, even if things are going bad, how come you're still happy? Yeah. Yeah. And he says that your faith should be so rich, so sincere, so authentic, so fresh, so real, so powerful that even if you're going through a hard time, they're literally like, What's up with you? Come on. How come you're still happy? Yeah. I think we need some more people happy and clappy and bursting with love in New Jersey. How about you? Yeah. But he says, but do this with gentleness and respect. So let me give you this thought. So when someone asks you, why are you so happy? Why are you so joyful? He says, say it in an attractive manner. So you are to be attractive. And guess what? Your speech is to be attractive too. Because sometimes Christians can be so dogmatic that someone asks them, hey, what's up with you? And then they don't say it in an attractive way. They say it in a condemnation way. And so it makes the gospel unattractive. But the gospel is attractive if we will live it right and say it right. Jesus was attractive. People were attracted to Him. They were drawn to Him. And so He invites you and me. Let me give you a first thought today is this. I want to give you three points today. But my first point is this. Dive in the water. Dive in the water. Have you ever been to the beach and you saw someone tiptoeing? And kind of tiptoeing, it's a little bit cold, right? And then you get to about your knees and you're kind of doing that little, oh, it's a little cold, yeah. you know? And there's something about when the, you get to your knees and then that water splashes kind of on your waist and then it splashes a little bit on your tummy. And there's something about your tummy that goes, oh. And so you might be the most manly man you've ever met in your life. And you see these dudes walking in, they're like, oh. Because <laughs> the water's just splashing on your stomach, right? You say, like, oh. And you see people, and they're walking into somewhat cold water. It's a little bit cold. And they're like, "Uh." (laughs) huh. And then you see someone else, and you're normally with a few other guys, or maybe a few other girls, and they sprint in the water, and they dive in, and you literally look at that guy who's doing this. (laughs) And you see another guy who's diving in, and you're like, I want to be like that guy. Like, that guy's manly, that guy's the man, you've got problems. And I want to say to every person today, too many people dive into what the devil has for them, but they tiptoe into what God has for them. And I want to say to every person today, you need to dive into the attractive waters of God. It is clear, it is beautiful, it is for you, it is eternal, it is good. Dive into the water. Ezekiel 47 verse 12 says this. Fruit trees from all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fall. But every month, someone say every month. Every month they will bear fruit. Because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. Here's a simple theology for you. God is good what he does is good the devil is bad what he does is bad too many people are jumping into what the world has for them but they so tiptoe get nervous have you ever been to the beach and it's like a four-year-old and they're at the beach and then the wave comes and they run away and then they do this again and then they run away and then they do this again this is my four-year-old literally like yeah, yeah and then the wave comes and so forth and too many people are doing that with the crystal clear waters of God And they're thinking that, oh, no, no, I I want to get close. I even want to attend church. I even want to come. Maybe I'll check it out. But there's something suspicious in our minds to do with God. The devil has planted those suspicions. The media has planted those suspicions. You met one weird person one time, and that planted a suspicion. But I want to tell you today that God is good. It's attractive. The water is clear. It's crystal clear. And you and I need to dive into it. Are you with me? Yeah. Jesus said so clearly in John chapter 7, he says, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. He says, whoever believes in me, whoever believes in me, doesn't matter what you've done. He says, whoever believes in me, doesn't matter what your lifestyle was. He says, whoever believes in me, that's the first time to get in the water of God. It's whoever believes in me, out of his belly shall literally flow rivers of living water. Let me give you point two today battle the drift. Do you know, it is one of the most attractive things on planet earth, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, that Jesus will forgive you and cleanse you and come into your heart. But I want to make sure that you don't just think it's this tropical paradise and you're just floating on this air mattress and Mai Tais are being brought to you of the Christian experience and you're just like, yes, angels, bring me another Mai Tai. See, Jesus invites you into the water. Jesus says, jump into the waters. Jesus says, dive into the water. But he also says, watch out for the currents. He actually says that there will be tides and there'll be pools and there'll be things that try and pull against your life, pull against your mind. Every man in here, every woman in here, it doesn't matter. Who you are or where you are there will be there will be sometimes a pull on the inside there'll be a pull on the outside but I want to tell you today God is for you he's not against you but you need to hold on you need to battle the drift you need to battle sometimes internally you need to battle the drift sometimes externally you're hanging out with some people and they were in church and they left the faith and for some reason it seems like it's attractive to kind of do what they do I'm not sure why, but it just seems it's like where they've left the faith, but i found that everyone that leaves the faith is not happier. Yeah. There is no promise with it. Yeah. The Bible says this in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. It says, We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. Listen to me. When you came to Christ, if you're a Christian here, if you come to Christ... Today, in this service, if you say yes to Jesus, there is a refreshing, there is clear water that 's eternal, it 's attractive, it 's good, but there is also a current that seems to pull you away from where you're meant to be, without no shadow of a doubt, and there will be a drift sometimes against you. I was surfing recently, <coughs> excuse me, in Colang and interesting enough, it wasn 't big surf, it was only three foot or so but the way that the the, um, beach is shaped there, there are these really strong currents that kind of pull you away from where you wanna be. And um, if you are surfing and you see that all the good surfers are over there, but you're over here, how many know you're in the wrong spot? Like everyone else is catching waves, but you're sitting there paddling and you're going nowhere. You're like, what's going on? What's, 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 what's grabbing my life? And sometimes the truth is that you want to go surfing, but you fill the pool and you thought it was going to be so easy. You thought it was going to be, Jesus, why aren't you sending waves? Here's the thing. God started your faith. God will perfect your faith. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, being confident of this. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He's the author of our faith. He's the finisher of our faith. Guess what? He also says, hold on. He also says, don't give up. He also says, Don't shipwreck your faith. Listen to what the Bible says in Hebrews 3.12. It says, see to it, brothers and sisters, talking to believers, it says that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that does what? That turns away. Why do people turn away? Because they get caught in the drift and you get tired and then you're swimming alone and eventually just like, wait, this is too much work. And then eventually they turn away and even shipwreck their faith. Listen to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. Paul says this to Timothy, Timothy, my son, he is a spiritual father, a spiritual dad to him. He says, Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies. He doesn't say Timothy vote about it. He doesn't say this is my opinion Timothy. He's your opinion. Why don't we just talk about it? He says literally, I am giving you this command. He has so much street cred with Paul that Paul is literally able to tell him I'm commanding you to do something and he's a fellow soldier and so says, "Okay, I'll do it." That's obedience. Like and, and not many people will have that in your world, but do you know that there might be a time where probably the best thing you could do is allow someone to say, listen, this is what you do, and you don't debate about it, you don't argue about it, you just go do it. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Good. He says, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you. Now watch this now. So that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. Listen to this again. So that by recalling them, by remembering them, by remembering the good things God has done in your life, by remembering that someone came up to you one time and just out of nowhere said, God has a plan for your life and it felt like it hit you. He says, by recalling what God has done, by recalling the answered prayer He has done, by recalling the prophecies that have gone into your life, someone has said to you, there was a moment in church and you felt like the Holy Spirit pierced your heart and you recall those moments. There's something about recalling those moments that stops the tide, that stops the rip. Is anyone with me in the house of God? You see, God starts our faith and God finishes our faith, but He also says this, pay Attention to the word. He says, "Hold on." He says, "Don't drift away." He says, "Don't turn away." He says, "Don't allow your heart to harden." Yeah. A number of years ago, actually, 20, you know you're old. <laughs> like you know you're old when you kind of regularly go 20 years ago. I found myself recently saying that a lot more. I'm like, 20 years ago, I'm like, "Wait, that's what old people say. <laughs> like, I'm old. Older. I'm older. But they are, I'm the youngest I'll ever be. That's right. yeah. Might as well like it. <laughs> 20 years ago, I went to a church service where a minister preached, just like I'm preaching today. He was fairly well known because he was the most watched TV show in the 1980s on 60 Minutes. This guy had been in a, uh, a plane. The plane had crashed. He was 45 minutes dead. The nurses were wheeling him down into the morgue and then he came back. How many would like to hear him? His body was badly burnt. He looked like the Terminator. You can YouTube in Mickey Robinson. It's an amazing story. I went to a church service where he was preaching. He asked me to come forward. He said, son, he said, the charge of the light horseman is in your heart. The charge of the light horseman is in your heart. Now you might, what does that mean? There was a group of soldiers in World War I called the light horseman from Australia. And there's a movie about it called Gallipoli. And they went over to Bathsheba, which is a place in Turkey, that was a place that people had never been able to invade Turkey from this spot because it was this really high spot and anyone that was coming, visually you could see them from such a long way away. And so really everyone that had gone to that place had lost every battle for 2,000 years. And 800 Australian horsemen showed up to this one place and because they, the English soldiers or the English uh, captains at that time literally thought it was just a deterrent, they were literally sending Australians there to die. But the Turkish people were too cocky and they got arrogant and 800 Australian soldiers literally overcame this place, this place that had never been beaten in 2000 years and they were the light horsemen, 800 of them literally stormed this one place and when he said the charge of the light horseman is in your heart it was like it pierced something in my heart and stirred a fire in my heart that just said even when things are tough and even when things are hard and even when it seems impossible God will be for you God is not against you God is with you you can do it you can be a champion you can take ground that no one can take Am I talking to any people in this house? The charge of the light horseman is in your heart. Don't give up. Don't back away. Take a seat. Come on, I'm not done yet. He said, Timothy, he said, if you'll remember... The things that God has done for you, the prophecies made about you, the things that God did in your life. He said, when you remember them, the tide that seems to pull you will stop pulling you. And you won't just jump into the water and be attractive, and you won't just get caught by a riptide. But Timothy, listen to me, he says, you'll actually catch waves by the Spirit of God. You will go to places and do things that aren't by your power, but you, you'll make it look attractive. You'll make it look easy. See, if we're Chris, if our Christian life is always struggle and fight, we're in the tides. Yeah. We're in the riptides. But I want to tell you, you don't surf to get in the riptides. You surf to catch the wave of heaven. You came to God because God has a plan for you. It's attractive, but I want to warn you today. That sometimes there's times where it just feels like everything is pulling you. But remember what God has said to you. Remember God has a plan for you. Remember God loves you. Remember God showed up. You might sit there and go, but He didn't answer this prayer, this prayer. What about the ones he flipping did? Yeah. Someone say, battle the, battle the drift. Number three, catch the wave. You gotta jump in the water. If you're going to have an attractive Christian life, you're going to battle the wave sometimes. You're going to battle the drift. But more importantly than that, you actually need to catch a wave. And sometimes you might have tried to catch a wave and you're like, oh, I seem to miss a wave. You need to catch a wave and you missed a wave. Guess what? There's more waves coming. God does not send one wave to your life. He sends many. And the job of a good surfer is just to position himself in the right wave. See the thing about good surfing is it actually looks easy. But when you're just sitting there just, just like this, and occasionally you think about sharks and doing that, but surfing actually is, kind of looks cool, like, but it's not your power, it's actually the wave, and God will send, and God is sending a wave to your life. God is sending. I prophesy that God is sending a wave to this church. God is sending a wave through transformed men. God is sending a wave through transformed women. God is sending a wave through church alive. God will send a wave. Listen to me. But you need to position yourself. You need to not get pulled in the riptide. Listen, there'll be some people and they will have followed Jesus for a while. It seems like they shipwrecked their faith. And for some reason, it will seem like it's easier to follow them. But I want to tell you, you got in the water, not just to be in the water. You got in the water because God has a plan for you. You got in the water because God has something for you. And you need to catch that way. Hebrews eleven verse thirty three says this: Who through faith they conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised. Whose weakness was turned into strength. You know, sometimes when you're tired in the faith, you know what you need. You feel like you're struggling. You just need one more wave. See, when you when you're tired, you're kind of like, ah, should I even do it? But Then you catch one more wave and all of a sudden you go from tired to exhilarated. Sometimes one wave in your life is God speaking to you one thing, do this, do that. You might have a random dream and you feel like it was a God dream and you're like, that dream is the wave of God in your life. The people around you who encourage you in the right place, they are the wave of God in your life. Is anyone catching this? Come on, can I have the worship team to come back? Let me give you four things that are necessary. Just, I kind of want to cover these because it's important. I believe there is the water of salvation. The water of salvation. That's when someone steps into the water for the very first time. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are thirsty. And you get in the water and the, and the water touches your life. And the Bible says at that, that moment, you are forgiven. You are justified. You are a child of God. But there's another moment when you purposely actually dive into the water and that is the moment of water baptism. There are significant paths and steps that God takes all of us on. The first one, he'll attract you to forgiveness and purpose and meaning and it'll be the path of salvation. The next one is you'll have to do something yourself. You'll literally have to go from knees or waist and you go, you know what, I'm jumping in and you'll feel nervous about it. That's the path of water baptism. And when you get water baptized, there's some things that wash over you that you can't even understand. It's like you, I remember standing in front of, I was 18 years old, I stood in front of our church at that time, 300 odd people, and they said, are you a Christian? And I said, yes. And there was something powerful about declaring it to 300 other people that I was a Christian. And I remember years ago, like I didn't even know the power of water baptism until I got water baptized. And then you look back, you're like, oh. That was a significant moment for me. The third thing I believe that God wants to send your way is literally a wave where you jump in the water but then all of a sudden you look at a wave and you go, "Man, I need this wave to empower my life." I literally need it to surround me the Bible says there is salvation there is water baptism and then there is the immersion or the baptism of the Holy Spirit and it is the empowerment of God for your life do you know in in Matthew Mark Luke and John there is actually few stories that are similar the death burial resurrection is one of them the feeding of the 5,000 is in every single Gospels but one of the scriptures that is in every single gospel is when John the Baptist says I baptize you with water, for one is coming who will baptize or immerse you in the Holy Spirit, and the devil has done an amazing job to make people suspicious of it, but I want to tell you, it is good, it is God, it is power on your life, I cannot tell you enough. Listen, the Holy Spirit, I said this a couple of weeks ago, the Holy Spirit is practical, He'll actually get into the practical side of your life and get you to order it. He is balanced. He's not a fruitcake. He is balanced. Sometimes people make him fruity. He's not. He is a balanced. He is the God of balance. Does that make sense? But the Holy Spirit is powerful, and He will give you a power. Do you know that the Apostle Paul actually said, in First Corinthians chapter fourteen, he says, "I will pray with my mind." He says, "And I'll." pray with my spirit. He says, I'll sing with my mind. I'll sing with my spirit. Why did he say that? Because the Bible says that that prayer language, that that baptism of the spirit that gives you a new power to live the Christian life. He says, when I do that, I edify my spirit. I literally give my spirit strength from heaven. A wave comes over me to actually live the life I meant to. You know, sometimes I might feel discouraged and I might just go pray and worship for a little while. I might go pray in heavenly languages for a while. I might do it for a half an hour, hour. I've never left that place and felt like, felt like I wasn't better than I was before. Can I get an amen? amen? The last wave is this. You need to be learned, you need to learn to be led of the Holy Spirit. This is, so you don't catch one wave in the Christian life, you catch waves you catch wave after wave and i'm going to go into more of that maybe next week but i just wanted to i felt like the lord gave me something very particular today for our church That today for some of you would be a very important sunday because you have danced with the idea of salvation you have danced with the idea you've literally gone up and been like a four-year-old and i'm not sure i don't want to get wet and you'd run to the water and you run back and run to the water and run back but today, I want to tell some people, today will be a significant day for some of you. For today, you'll say, I'm a Christian. Today, you'll receive and you'll literally walk into the water and Jesus will wash you and Jesus will put everlasting life in you and it'll be refreshing and it'll be good. It'll be attractive. It'll be great. And you're like, yes, Lord. But some of you, you've never been baptized. You need to go to a Thrive class and learn about it so you can be water baptized. Because what is that? Is literally diving into the water. But others of you, you you need to allow the wave of heaven to come upon your life because you're trying to do the Christian life in your own strength and you're paddling and you're worn out and you're wondering why it's not working. It's not meant to work in your own strength. You're not meant to be moral boy. Hi, I'm moral boy. I'm very moral. Oh yes, I'm so moral. I'm just moral. I didn't even know what that means, but it sounded good. The Christian life is actually impossible. Yeah. But it's meant to be. You're just meant to step out in faith oh, right. and position yourself yeah. continually so that the wave of God can come yeah. upon your life. So that the, the wave, and literally when you start to flow with the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden the Christian life will feel exciting. Like, oh! I'm, 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 getting up. And you'll fall down and you're like, uh oh, back in the riptide. Yeah, yeah. Let's go where surfers go. Let's do what they do. Let's stop just, listen, our transform groups are not because we like just doing them just for kicks and giggles. They're not like, here, let's just do transform groups because it's like having cake. <laughs> we do Sundays that lead people, help people know God. But we do transform groups so they know one another and then get discipled and then actually learn to surf and get the truth of the Christian life like out of here into here. And then you start applying stuff, you actually get to know people because you can't love people unless you know people. Can you stand your feet for a moment? Would you bow your head and close your eyes? All across this place, heads bowed, eyes closed, there's some of you here today, and Jesus is inviting you to the water of eternal life. Some of you have put your faith in Him, but to be honest, you're just not sure you actually know Him. And today will be a moment for you, a moment of faith and a moment that kind of is a a line in the sand where you say, today is different. Others of you may have gone to church your whole life, gone to Catholic church or never been to church, but today will be a moment where you say, I I don't know the ins and outs, I don't know every question, but I sense Jesus asking me to step and trust Him into the waters of eternal life. And so I'm going to pray a prayer and I'm going to... And we're, as a church, are just going to pray this prayer and then I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and just acknowledge that, yes, I'm doing that today. And then I'm going to ask you to do something else. So why don't we pray this prayer together? and say, Jesus, I receive your invitation to walk in to the waters of eternal life. I thank you that you're good enough. I thank you for the cross. I thank you for the resurrection I thank you you have life for me and so right now I put my trust I put my faith in you I step forward I step in to being a child of God today I declare God is my father Jesus my Lord the Holy Spirit my help I will be all you've called me to be, in Jesus' name. Well, eyes are closed, heads about all across this place. you meant business with God, would you quickly slip up your hands and say, Pastor Anthony, that's me today, all across this place. Raise your hand, raise it up real high so I can see it long enough so I can see it. Thank you, thank you. Lots of, lots of, lots of, lots of, lots of hands going up all across this place. Man, God bless you. Thank you. You can put that down in a second. Now, look, look this way just for a second, especially those of you that raise your hand. Today, I, I, I felt like there was a clear picture that it would be a defining day for some of you, and I felt like the Lord wanted me to ask you to come forward. I can't go to every single one of you, but I'm gonna ask you to come forward. There's two gr- different groups of people I'm gonna to ask to come forward today. The one is the person who's saying yes to Jesus, maybe for the first time, or just making sure that you know Christ. Is saying, Jesus, I'm stepping into the water. Those of you that raise your hand, I'm gonna ask you to actually come to this side of church And um, I just wanna shake your hand and pray for you and then give you a book called Following Jesus and one of our team will give that and um so in a moment i'm gonna ask you to come forward there's another type of people i felt like i really wanted to see come forward today was those of you that know that you've received christ you've even been baptized you've been in this church for a long time but to be honest you're probably doing it some of it at least in your own strength and you need to start to catch the wave of heaven for your own life you literally need to say father i know you're good i know your holy spirit's good and i'm just asking that you literally fill me with power so that I can live this life that I'm called to live. And if, if there are many of you today that will actually come forward in this side of church, there's going to be leaders here who's going to pray for you and just believe God over you. And we're going to do another worship song. But I'm going to ask you right now, listen, those of you that prayed that prayer, those of you that said yes to Christ, church, we're going to put our hands together. And I'm going to ask every single one of you to put up your hand today. Would you come forward? Would you meet me down here right now? Come on. If you raise your hand, come on, step out all across this place. Come on, come on, give them a hand as they come. Give a hand as they come. come. If you want to hear more empowering messages and learn more about Church Alive, make sure to follow us on social media and check out our website at churchalive.tv. We hope to see you this weekend. Have a great week.